Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Jacob Albrocht, Tommy Castor. This is Sports Daily on Wichita's number one sports radio, 97.5 and 1240 KFH. All right, welcome in, everybody, to Sports Daily here on KFH. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Castor alongside you. Glad to be here with you on a Wednesday before the Thursday of the NFL season. Uh, we are reared up and ready to go. Jacob Albrock alongside Tommy Castor. Jad Chambers on the other side producing for us, getting us ready, manning that IHOP hotline, taking your calls, getting to your comments here on the day before the NFL season. We'll be talking a lot about the NFL today. Uh, we'll get to the latest, a big Chiefs news drop yesterday happening. We'll get to the very latest on Travis Kelsey. We're going to go through our NFL predictions today and get you ready for the season. What do we think is going to happen? Uh, predictions that are sure to fail, uh, but we will give it a shot anyway and uh, and do our best here to make it into the NFL season. We'll give you some you know, playoff teams. Who, how do we think divisions are shaking out? Who do we think is going to the Super Bowl? All of those kinds of things. Maybe some postseasons, awards, uh, all kinds of good stuff. We have giveaways today as well, too. We've got to give away uh, some hockey tickets, the NHL preseason game between the Coyotes and St. Louis Blues. We have a few pairs of those tickets to give away. Uh, we've got some HTO to give away. All kinds of good stuff. It'll all be on that IHOP hotline, which is, of course, brought to you by IHOP, where guests can enjoy four new sweet and savory biscuit options. Tommy, how are you this morning? Hey, I'm good. Happy Wednesday. We are less than 48 hours away from the start of the NFL season. I cannot wait. We're like, what is it, like 36 minus 2? We're about 34 hours away. Uh, who's counting? Uh, Chiefs fans counting and maybe wish it was a little more time, believe it or not, because that might mean that, well, Travis Kelsey would have a little time to get healthy because right now he's got a hyperextended knee. Uh, just an absolute news dump by Andy Reid yesterday in the news conference. We'll play his audio here in a minute. Uh, but just, you know, the very latest here on Travis Kelsey, who is in danger of missing the game. It was a very strange emotional roller coaster kind of day 
uh, if you were Chiefs fans yesterday, because you get that news, and you're like, wait, what? He did what? I'm sorry, what? And it's like, okay, he walked out on the, you know, he walked off field on his own, according to Sky Moore. Okay, okay. And then we get this report from Adam Schefter where it's like, oh, the Chiefs confirmed his ACL's intact. And you're like, hang on. Like, <laughs> whoa. Like, are we talking, what, what happened here? Is How serious is this? What is, what is going on? Uh, okay, let's play you Andy Reid's audio. Because before this, nobody even knew this was happening. This isn't just regular old media availability. Here's Andy Reid yesterday. As far as injuries go, uh, Kels hyperextended his knee today. So uh, we'll just see how he does um, going forward. That's it. <laughs> and then they continued to ask, and he continued to not give any answers and got out of a presser as fast as he ever has. Like, he was not having it yesterday. Doesn't help that all the questions were about that and then Chris Jones. But... I, look, so we had that, and you're like, okay, what does that mean? Like, it's Kelsey. He could probably play through a sore knee if he needed to, maybe limited snaps. And then we get that Schefter report about the ACL, and it's like, all right, like, so what what, what the hell's going on here? Like, or is this a big deal? Well, then this morning, his brother Jason hopped on Philadelphia Morning Radio, and they asked him about it, and he kind of told a funny story about how he had done that before, but he had talked to Travis it sounded like, according to Jason Kelsey, this was going to be a swelling issue. So that can sort of back us off the ledge again. If it's a swelling issue and they get the swelling down, he could probably play through. I would imagine Travis Kelsey, if he plays, is not 100%. I would take absolutely nothing, Tommy, away from whatever the injury designation is today. I'm certain it's going to be either questionable or doubtful, and it won't really mean anything. So we'll just have to see. And then the other part of this, Tommy, that's been curious this morning— that betting line on the Chiefs has dropped two points. Chiefs now just four-and-a-half-point favorites instead of six-and-a-half, which for a non-quarterback to move the number like that is just like, whoa. Uh, clearly people not totally confident in this Chiefs wide receiver room. This has been a wild, uh, you know, this came shortly after we got off the air yesterday, so a little less than 24 hours with Travis Kelsey in this injury. You know what's wild about it, too, is that the line has dropped two points with the news about Travis Kelsey. But by the way, the line opened all the way back in May at six and a half. And even throughout the entire Chris Jones situation, it never moved. It stayed right. at six and a half, uh, even with the reporting that Chris Jones was going to hold out and, and potentially not play. And, you know, all everything that's happened over the last month or two, the line stayed the same at six and a half until Kelsey's injury yesterday in practice and now it's dropped to four and a half um, you know it, it is concerning but I also believe that it's completely okay if Travis Kelsey does not play in this game tomorrow night in fact if you can try to avoid a situation where you're putting him out on the field to risk further injury later on down into the season uh, then I'm okay with him sitting uh, and if he's not 100%, why risk it? Like, why put him out there? And I know you've got an unproven wide receiver room, and I know you've got Noah Gray and Blake Bell as your tight ends. I know you've got all of that, and and, and that's not ideal for sure. However, I think it the, the, the benefits out, outweigh the risk of suiting him up, putting him out there less than 100%, and risking further injury. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I'll leave that up to Travis Kelsey. If he can go, you can play him. I, I mean, I don't think with a hyperextended knee and a and apparently a bone bruise, there's much of a. You know, I think it's like a pain thing. And what can you make it through? I don't think it's going to impact a whole. I, I suppose it could make it swell more. I don't know, but it is nice to be on a Thursday before a Sunday. 
I'll tell you why, Tommy, because a lot of people drafted Travis Kelsey in the first round of their fantasy football drafts. That's why he's got to get out there and, you know, make it happen for people. Oh, come uh, on. You know, some of us have, you know, like a Mahomes-Kelsey combo this year, maybe in a league or two that, you know, it's, it's we got to, you know, you got to protect what's important here. No, it is. Look, I, I don't buy the Lions like the general public, and we'll get into that a little bit throughout the show when we make our picks. I'm not I'm not as in on them as everybody else is. I think that the Chiefs can absolutely win that game without Travis Kelsey. The question becomes it's the combination of Kelsey and Jones that that gets a little tricky, right? Because you know, we know how the Lions are going to play that game. They are won't go they are absolutely going to want to run the ball and keep, you know, ball control and play with no Chris Jones. Like that would be like sometimes when you know, the uh, 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 blockheads can sit here and say, man, the Lions really ought to try to run the ball tomorrow, right? Well, <laughs> that's what they're going to try to do. And, you know, the, a big part of the Chiefs moving the ball, ball control, you know, all those things, Travis Kelsey. So it kind of hits them both ways a little bit tomorrow. I still don't, though, totally buy into the Lions. And I just think that the Chiefs have been working on stuff. Now, Kelsey's obviously the biggest part of their offense. But I do think that they'll have plenty for the Lions. It really, it, you know, it, like if this, if I thought this game was going to be a shootout, I might be a little bit concerned. I don't think this game's going to be a shootout. What's what's the number? I I know it's four and a half. I haven't even looked. Fifty two and a half. Like I'd probably be inclined to go under there. Um, and we'll talk about this more tomorrow, just because I think that you know the style of game that the Lions are going to need to play to try to win is not going to be a shootout. You would never trust Jared Goff in a shootout over Patrick Mahomes. Like, everything about what the Lions want to bring to the table would tell you that. And if you think Travis Kelsey or Vegas thinks Travis Kelsey's worth two points by himself on the offense, that tells me they think the Chiefs offense is going to struggle a little bit too. So, you know, I'd lean to the under there. But I do think that the Chiefs – look, the Lions are dealing with their own stuff, right? Like, Amon Ross St. Brown's finally back at practice. But, man, they don't have James – they don't have much at receiver either. So, you know, I, yeah. I, I just – I can't believe the line moved to that. I already took the Chiefs. Like, I mean, I feel a little bit nervous about getting them at six and a half, but like, I don't want to double down and just keep taking them when it's four and a half or whatever. But I, I still think the Chiefs will be okay in this game. It's more of an indictment on the Lions than anything to me. And I like the Lions. I like the story. But I think if Kelsey can play, Tommy, he's going to play. Like, I, he's a gamer. It's big old spotlight. Like, I, I think if there's any chance, even if it's, like, just packages or limited play, I think he'll be out there. And the problem is it happened at a time where we're going to get, like, no information whatsoever. Like, we will not know, I don't think, until right before the game starts tomorrow what a real status on Travis Kelsey is. Because all they have to do today is come out and say, well, he's questionable. Well, of course yeah. he's questionable. <clears throat> I think the other thing to keep in mind is that it, it would be different offensively too for the Chiefs if they didn't feel good about having Kadarius Tony and Isaiah Pacheco available for week number one because then you're down three weapons, right? You're down Kelsey, you're down Tony, and you're down Pacheco. But it sounds like Tony and Pacheco, at least Pacheco for sure, available in week one, and it sounds like uh, Tony is is trending that way too. And I don't know what kind of availability or impact I think limited Tony's going to have, but is but what we've heard. The fact that he's available, I think that that does help out a lot. One other thing that I could see them doing with Travis Kelsey is, even if he's not 100%, suiting him up and maybe occasionally putting him out there as a decoy. 
uh, because, you know, just his presence on the field, it's going to attract defensive attention, right? And so if you can maybe take a little bit of pressure away from the unproven wide receivers in the very first week of the season, I mean, that's going to be ideal. I mean, think about it this way. The conversation throughout the entire offseason has been <clears throat> outside of a couple of guys in that wide receiver room. You've got players that are 100% unproven or that really made not a huge impact last season and looking to take that next step forward. You would like to have old, reliable Travis Kelsey out there to take some of the pressure off of those guys like Rasheed Rice and Sky Moore and Justin Ross. That's not going to happen more than likely tomorrow night. So why not, if he's not available, you know, to do 100% of what Travis Kelsey does, and it doesn't seem like he's going to be able to do that, put him out there, package him up in a way that can take some attention away from those uh, those wide receivers and let them have a little bit more comfort out there on the field. I, I mean, they're going to trust Travis Kelsey with his body. And that's the thing. And that's what I took from his brother's comments. And you can find those on social media. They're everywhere. Like it's kind of a, it's kind of a pain tolerance thing. It sounds like it's kind of a, like, can you go kind of a thing? And obviously they play two different positions. Jason Kelsey at center, you know, playing with a, a sore knee and Travis Kelsey, who's got to run at full speed a bunch is a little bit different. But these dudes are as football, you know, they have as much football DNA and everything as, as two people ever have. And, and in like with that kind of spotlight. And the other thing is Kelsey knows they need him, right? And, you know, we downplay what one week means. But one week can mean a lot if the Chargers end up being really good this year, for instance. Like, then one week can mean a lot, right? Because then you could look back and it's a game's difference. So... I don't think they want to take for granted anything, and I don't think they'll overlook the Lions. But if Kelsey can help them tomorrow, all his ligaments are fine, and it's just a bruise that you just have to sort of pain tolerate, I would think he could do it. Now, if there's swelling and that kind of stuff, there's nothing you can do about it, okay, then maybe they don't. I don't know. And that's the odd thing that will now happen over the next 36 hours is – we we're not going to know. And I don't even think the chiefs will know until they like, I mean, good thing. It's a home game, I think, but until they get him out there and like, let him try to run around when these injuries happen in the game before or whatever, you have a whole week of practice to sort of get a feel for it. Right. Was he able to practice all week? Well, it happened apparently at the end of the last practice of the week before the game. So we're going to have nothing to go on here. It's just like, what what can he do? I don't know. I, and I guess we'll have to look at some reports and see, you know, how good the, you know, the NFL reporters and insiders are and stuff. But we know that the Chiefs aren't going to say anything because they don't know. Yeah. I mean, they and, don't say you, anything when they do know. You mentioned this a, a few minutes ago. I mean, I think that there is an argument that could be made that for the sake of the rest of the season. And again, maybe it is just a pain tolerance issue and there's not a risk of furthering any kind of injury or, or worsening it. But if you can hold out Travis Kelsey and feel like you can win the game tomorrow night against the Lions, then Kelsey's got 10 days before the next game. Like they play tomorrow night. They don't play again until next Sunday uh, against the Jags on the road. So you could, in theory, set him down now, and then he would have a good amount of time to get that pain under control, get the swelling down, all of that, and you know, potentially be ready to go then for week number two. I don't know if that's the strategy that they're going to go down, that the road they're going to go down. But if you feel fairly confident that you can beat the Lions without him, 
then it, it you know, I, that, that's what makes this so difficult is that I can see both sides of it. I can see, let's suit him up. Let's see if he can give it a go and, and, and work through the pain and we can package him up and we can make it work. But then I can also see the argument of why don't we just sit him? We'll, we'll try to win the game without him and let him have 10 days to rest and get healthy before week number two. Well, I think it depends on the kind of the injury, right? Like if, because the other part of that is if you do play him a little bit and it makes it just a little bit sore, but it's just a sore thing, right? Then he's got 10 more days, you know, right. then you're not, then there, then there's maybe less risk for week two and beyond is if you played on a Sunday. So I, it, it really will, I think it'll come down to a couple of things. It'll come down to how close that game is and it will come down to his pain tolerance. Like if he's able to try to play, I think you play him for as long as you need him. And again, like th- th- this is a weird one because it's speculative. Like he can play as much as he can play if it's pain tolerance. Like he-, he can play the whole game if he wants. It's all about like what's the long term thing here. And I don't. It-, it doesn't sound like, based on what we heard his brother say, that it's like something that he feared would linger. It's just like it's swelling, right? Because yep. he because he tweaked his knee, and. So I, I, I think guys play with tweaks all the time, like all the time. And here's the other part of it, too. Like if this was week eight, Tommy, I don't think anybody would think too much of it, right? Like you'd be like, oh, can he play or can he play? It's because it's the first week. It's because we have this giant, you know, and we're all like foaming at the mouth to have football. But if this was week eight, it'd be like, oh, he tweaked his knee at practice. Big deal. Like he's fine. Can he play? Great. Move on. He'll play if he can. And I think – you know, if you approach it that way, that's probably the right way to approach it because it is just a week of football. If he's able to play, then they're not going to let him hurt himself, right? If there's risk to further injury, they're not they're not going to do that. So if there's not that, then I think they'll let him play as much as he thinks he can play because they have obviously – the other thing about the late injury, Tommy, is it jacks with your entire game plan. Like you've had a game plan here. So like whatever the Chiefs have been – you know, installing and doing all week at practice and prepping for. Obviously, Travis Kelsey's a big part of that. So they have to totally change everything. That's the other reason I think it'll be good if he can play even a little bit because they'll have to change everything. And they're not quite ready with a young group of, you know, skill players probably to do that on the fly. Like, it's not just even that they're young. They're all new, too. So it's like, all right, everybody, remember everything we did in practice? Throw all that out the window. Because I know Andy Reid likes to say next man up. But I don't care who it is. Whoever steps up to play for Travis Kelsey, they're not going to play. They're not all of a sudden going to target Noah Gray 15 times in the game like they would Kelsey. Like, that's not going to happen. So you can't just next man up that guy. Like, you have to change your game plan. Yeah, I I saw some some analysis, and it was in the vein of fantasy football. You know, talking about, well, now's a good time to pick up Noah Gray. Uh, it's not. Really? Is it? No, no, it's not. I mean, because I, I think that, yeah, like they're going to need to use the tight end position. It's not like we're going to see Noah Gray or Blake Bell do nothing in the game tomorrow night if Travis Kelsey can't go. I mean, they'll be out there for sure if Travis Kelsey can't go, but th- they're not going to have the production that Kelsey typically does. You're going to see a, a different kind of game plan. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if you have more uh, of an emphasis on the, the running game. Uh, if you see Isaiah Pacheco get more carries. That may not be a good thing, ultimately, because I think that Pacheco is best when he's, you know, getting a a certain number of carries and he's able to maximize that. But it wouldn't surprise me if the Chiefs end up leaning more on the run game 
if Travis Kelsey can't go because, yeah, like Mahomes, we know, is going to throw the ball a lot this season, probably to the young core of wide receivers. But in week number one, you're trying to establish a rhythm. You're trying to get your your game plan and your your philosophy in there. And if Travis Kelsey, who has been your safety net for years and years and years, can't go in the first game of the season, you know, you're going to try to do what you can, you know, to be as reliable and predictable as possible, I think. So it wouldn't surprise me if Travis Kelsey can't go, if we then see more of an emphasis on the run game. I mean, I would not be opposed to it. I wouldn't be opposed to that. I'm just trying to think about like all the different ways to attack this game betting wise. And that lends itself to that under. I'm really feeling that under. And I don't know where the under was because I haven't really looked at it, but I know it's still at 52 and a half. And I, I just, I feel like what the Lions are going to want to do and the Chiefs may have to do, it leads me to it. Now, the, you know, both defenses could suck and they go way over. That's the problem is, you know, and, and we'll get into this throughout the show today on the Lions and, and every team in the NFL. Um, maybe the defense isn't any good. I don't know, but this, uh, I don't like this one bit. I have been, you know, every, you got a plan, you're ready for football, everything's going good, and then boom, Andy Reid drops the nugget yesterday and we can all overreact. I, I think appropriately react. Uh, until we see, like, ACL's intact, there's good news, and everyone's like, hang on. Like, <laughs> what are we doing here? We let's like, Don't even let those words get, what, what did Will Smith say? Get those words out, out your mouth? Like, don't, we don't need to hear that. Nobody needs that. Nobody was afraid of that. Like, nobody thought this was an ACL injury. Get out of here with all that. 869-1240 is the number to call. We'll come back. We'll mark our way through the NFL. Prediction time. What do we think? Who's making the playoffs? Who's winning the Super Bowl? How about some postseason awards? We've got stuff to give away today on the IHOP hotline. It's all Brockton Caster at Sports Daily on NFL regular season eve. Everybody, Sports Daily. It is a NFL Wednesday here as we get you ready for the start of the NFL season. Glad to be here with you. It's Jake Balbrock and Tommy Caster, Jad Chambers producing. Uh, we've got some giveaways. We've got hockey tickets. We've got uh, HTO, maybe some baseball tickets to give away. So stay tuned for your opportunity to win those on the IHOP hotline. Tommy, uh, we, we got through some of our divisions uh, you were not going to have time to like give you full breakdowns on each division here today, I don't think. But let's just start with and do it this way. Let's give sort of an NFC and an AFC preview, and then we'll make our way through kind of the postseason, some awards type stuff as we make our way through. So let's let's uh, let's start in the NFC this hour, and we'll get the AFC and the rest of it in the next hour. So we'll spend a little time here. Um, the Eagles seem to be the top dog in the NFC. Are you are you putting anybody with a challenger to the Eagles this year, Tommy? Um, probably not. I mean, really, maybe outside of the 49ers. Uh, yeah. And I don't really know. It's going to come down to Brock Purdy's play throughout the entire season and what that's going to look like. We know their skill positions. It really hasn't changed from a year ago with McCaffrey and Samuel and Ayuk and Kittle. Um, and that's great. We just don't exactly know, uh, you know, how productive Brock Purdy will be from start to finish this season. So 
with that kind of uncertainty, I mean, that, that's why they're going to come in behind the Eagles. I think it's going to be the Eagles conference to lose again this year. I do too, and I want to put the Niners there, and I just don't know if I, – I don't I, – I'm with you. I think their defense may have more to do with it. I, I think Brock Purdy will be okay. I, I am concerned, though, that Brock Purdy's coming off of a pretty significant injury. I mean, that part of it worries yeah. me a little bit. So, yeah, I think it's the Eagles. So when we look at the NFC – I've got out of the NFC East, the Eagles and the Cowboys making it. I'm actually going to keep the Giants out, and that's risky business because the Giants feel like they have nowhere to go to up, right? But I, I think that last year was such a, you know, such an overachievement. I think the Giants could be a little better and not win as many games. I'm only putting the Eagles and the Cowboys in out of that division. Um, you know, for for other divisions – Let's go to the NFC North. The NFC North, to me, is the most interesting division in the NFC and one of the two most interesting divisions in football. Everybody's on the Lions. The Lions are the betting favorite. I get it. I'm still going to stick with the Vikings. I'm not sure why everybody has just jumped off the— Look, I know they won a lot of close games last year. But that offense has a chance to be really, really good. And I know the defense is probably not going to be great, but I think it'll be better with Brian Flores. Kirk Cousins is the most consistent, you know, top, you know, above average quarterback we have in football. I know he's not a lead or whatever anybody wants to say, but the dude is steady and consistent. He got crushed last year. If they're better at all on the line, Tommy, they're going to be really good. And why I think one of the top offensive teams in football next year. Yeah, here's my hot take and probably the biggest hot take of the entire NFL season. Not only do I not think the Lions are going to win the NFC North, I don't think the Lions are going to make the playoffs. That's my hot take right now. I just, I don't buy it. I don't buy the hype around Detroit. Sure, I think that they're improved, and I think that Dan Campbell has improved that franchise, and they are on their way up. But man, I don't all of a sudden think that they're going to magically become this dominant force in the conference. Uh, so I don't think that they make the playoffs even as a wild card. In fact, I think the Vikings win the division again. I know they don't have Dalvin Cook this year, but they added Jordan Addison. Uh, you mentioned what Kirk Cousins does. And by the way, they've got the best offensive player in the NFL and Justin Jefferson uh, going out there game in and game out. So I still like the Vikings to win that division. And also my wild card, one of my wild card teams in the NFC the Chicago Bears. I think they're a dark horse team to make the playoffs. I think Justin Fields can take a big step forward this year. I like what they're doing uh, with their thought process of running the football with Khalil Herbert, Deontay Foreman, and then they also drafted Roshan Johnson, who looks to be you know, potentially the future running the football for that Bears organization. I like Chicago as a dark horse wildcard team in the NFC. Um, I, I think Chicago is going to be a lot better. I think one of the most interesting things about the interesting division is Chicago, but I think Green Bay is too. Like, I like Green Bay. I don't, if Jordan Love is decent, Green Bay is pretty good everywhere else. Like, they've got, I, I like their collection of young receivers now with Watson and Dubs, and, and I, I like Musgrave, their tight end, to be the best of the rookie tight ends this year, probably, because I think the opportunity is going to be great for him. And they got a lot of really talented players on defense, Tommy. Like I, I think Green Bay has a chance to overachieve greatly. I actually have them finishing ahead of the Lions. 
and none of this is like a Lions. And but by the way, I will tell you, I have the Vikings, Packers, and Lions all making the playoffs. I do have all of them in. I, so I have the Lions wow. in. My problem with the Lions is with Jamison Williams out like that early, and we'll see what Jameer Gibbs can do. And he's a real interesting player. And and like it feels like to me, they may use him almost as a receiver until Williams gets back because they also have David Montgomery. I get it. I like all the things they did offensively. They drafted the young tight end. All of those things I like. I don't. I think it's a little unlikely that Jared Goff has a repeat performance of last year. Now I don't. That doesn't mean I think Jared Goff will be bad. I just like again, like when everything goes as well as it can, it almost always regresses back just a little bit the next year. And did we forget that they had like one of the worst defenses of all time? Yeah. At the first part of last year, and I know it got better, but it's not like they like reinvented the roster on that side of the ball. So I don't think, I just don't think their defense is going to be that good. And And Hutchinson was good, but that's the other thing too, is that if you were to ask anybody why they like the lions this year and, and what makes them different this year than last year, really, is there anything? I mean, Jameer Gibbs. Yeah, for sure. I mean, as a a rookie running back, Williams, they don't have Jamison Williams, and really not a whole lot else has changed with the Lions. And sure, they were improved last year. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, what did they, I think and, they and, won like their last seven or whatever. Yeah, it was, it was and, they got real yeah, hot at the end. Of the I don't. Year. I don't want. I don't want it at all to be misconstrued that I don't think that the Lions are on the come up and and improving and and in the right direction because I certainly think so. I'm just not willing to jump on board right now that all of a sudden they're going to be these world beaters. I mean, if you look at the futures market right now for the Lions, they're the fourth. They've got the fourth best odds to win the conference, to win the NFC and represent that conference in the Super Bowl behind the Eagles, the Niners and the Cowboys. I don't buy that. I don't. Well, buy I don't right either. Now. But but like that's what's giving me so much pause with them because Vegas loves them. And I'm just like, because I don't think like there's a ton of money like rushing to the Lions to affect those odds. I think Vegas likes them. And so it's like, okay, what am I missing? I can't find it yet. And we'll find out. I love Dan Campbell. I love the Lions. I I would love nothing less than the Lions, like nothing more, sorry, than the Lions to be awesome. Never has happened. Like it's never been sustained goodness. I would, I think that would be amazing if it happened. I just, mine is more of a, why is everybody off of the Vikings? Right. Like, we know exactly what Kirk Cousins is going to give us. They went and they added to that offense, right? Like, they get now a full offseason in the year of Hawkinson. Jordan Addison's probably going to be a stud. They already have Jefferson. I Look, I know they lost Alvin Cook, and that's significant to some degree, but I just don't think they're going to run it that much. I think they're going to And I don't think Alexander Madison is a bad running back at all. I mean, I think that he can fill in admirably. He's not going to be Dalvin Cook, but they don't need him to be Dalvin Cook because they've got so many weapons at at, at pass catching. You know, so I I don't think that they necessarily need to put a ton of, uh, you know, expectations on Alexander Madison to be the superstar. He can be a good change of pace guy. They're going to be a pass first team. That's what Kirk Cousins can do. Uh, he's not going to light the world on fire, but you know he's going to do what Kirk Cousins does. And so I don't have an issue at all with their offense. I do have an issue with their offensive line, clearly. You know, sure. So that needs to get improved because otherwise Cousins is going to get killed out there, kind of like he did last year. So they need to have that be an improved unit this season. And, and the defense is not great. But I think overall, it's kind of like the inverse of what's going on with the Lions. Like everybody's jumping on board with the Lions, the Lions, the Lions. And nothing's really changed with them in my mind to put them over the top. 
and everybody's jumping off board with the Vikings, but nothing's really changed with the Vikings either. And I don't Except know why they people added Jordan Addison and, and yeah. they have, you know, the second year of this system for Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins yeah. is one of my favorite fantasy players this year just to be steady Eddie good. Uh, you know, I, I don't I don't know. We'll see. Um, I, I it. Kevin O'Connell, I sort of root for. He is. He went. He went like to the high school across the street from my wife growing up, which is kind of crazy. But I don't know. Uh, NFC South is interesting only because it's like who's going to make it out of there. I think it's the Saints. I'll take the safe play there. I'll take Derek Carr uh, with just the experience at quarterback. Um, I've got the Falcons ahead of the Panthers and Bucks. I won't be. There's not an outcome. Like, there's not an order of finish in that division, Tommy, that would surprise me at all. I think any of them could win it. I think any of them could contend to be the worst team in football. I think the Saints are the safest play, so I've got them in. Nobody else. What are you looking at in the South? Yeah, I think it's going to depend upon how effective Alvin Kamara is coming back from his suspension. Will he be an impact player? And by that point, will it be too late for the Saints? I don't know the answer to that. Uh, But, of course, you know, I think that even despite that, there is – they, they are the safest play in that division for sure with Derek Carr, with Chris Olave. Uh, I, I like the Saints to separate themselves a little bit in that division only because, I mean, you look at Derek Carr and he's by far the best quarterback in that division, right? I mean, you, he's competing against Desmond Ritter, Bryce Young, and Baker Mayfield. I mean, it's got to be Derek Carr head and shoulders above the other ones. For so sure. I'm, I'm, taking, I'm taking the Saints. I think that the Falcons can be sneaky. Uh, they built a really nice young core. They might be a year away, so I'm not I'm not convinced yet it's that on they're Ritter. going to. Yeah, it's I'm not I'm not convinced yet that they're going to be able to take that big enough leap to make it to the playoffs this season. But I certainly think that they're growing and and progressing towards that goal. I think the Panthers are really going to struggle this year. Maybe not long term. Re- maybe not long term. I like Bryce Young, but he's going to take his lumps. And that's what happens a lot when you've got a rookie quarterback and you're throwing him right into the fire and you're not giving him a chance to develop. You're not sitting him behind somebody for a year or two. You're just throwing him right into the fire. You know, they, they did uh, they did make a, a, a small move, I guess, to bolster their receiving core uh, with Amir Smith-Marset from the Chiefs, but they don't really have anybody. I mean, Adam Thielen is probably going to lead their team in receptions. So I, I don't I don't love that at all. Uh, I, I don't think the Panthers are going to do much this season. And then, really, the Bucks are are the biggest wild card, I think, because they got a lot. I of know that still they got a lot of talent, and I know Baker Mayfield gets a ton of grief. And this might be controversial. I don't think Baker Mayfield is that bad. I don't think he's great. Well, don't get me wrong. I don't think he's that bad. I mean, he, when he went to the Rams and played in a small sample size last season, he was fairly solid playing for the Rams last year. So I think he gets a lot of grief. Some of it for good reason, but I don't think he's like the worst quarterback ever. So I don't, I don't know. But if I don't he's... think he's ever been back close to what he was when he took the Browns to the playoffs either. So it's like, yeah. you know, that's in there. But, you know, since he busted his shoulder and played through it, he just hasn't been the same guy. Um, I mean, so but they do have I mean, they got plenty of talent on the team. Bucks are Bucks are. They could easily finish second in the division. They sure. I, I, maybe they could win it. I don't know. NFC West real quick. Uh I mean, it's the Niners. I'm not putting the Seahawks in this year, and I, I'll probably regret that because they're going to have the advantage of playing in that division. They've only had additions and not really subtractions. It's kind of a Geno Smith thing for me, and I root for Geno Smith, and I hope he's great. But, I mean, they have added 
plenty of talent there. I just, you know, I ran out of places. Like, I'm not going to put him in over the Cowboys, who I also have going in out of the East, even though I'm not bullish on the Cowboys. Don't mistake that. Um, and then it's like, okay, so then we look at Packers, Lions, Seahawks for me. And I just have the Seahawks as the third. I think I do think that the Lions are good, and I think the Packers yeah. are on the up and up. And it's going to be close, but I'll, I'll probably regret it, but I don't have the Seahawks in. So my division winners, I've got the Eagles, the Niners, the Saints, and the Vikings. Those are my division winners. My wildcard teams are the Cowboys, the Seahawks, and the – no, I yeah, the, the Cowboys, the Seahawks, and the Giants. Those are my uh, those are my wild card teams. Yeah, so you, you we we're, we have the same division winners. We're pretty close on the postseason. Um, okay, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll do some giveaways. We'll wrap up this hour. Then we'll come back in hour number two. Get through the AFC. Take you through the postseason. Give you a Super Bowl prediction and maybe some individual player awards. What do you think on the season? Give us a call on the IHOP hotline. Let us know eight six nine twelve forty the IHOP Hotline, where guests can, uh, brought to you by IHOP, where guests can enjoy four new sweet and savory biscuit options. We'll come back, more Sports Daily, right after this. All right, welcome back, everybody. Sports Daily. We got some giveaways here uh, to make our way through. Let's let's start the giveaways today with our newest giveaway. Uh, we've got some tickets here to the ICT Ice Classic, the NHL preseason game, Arizona Coyotes, St. Louis Blues. That's coming up Saturday on September 23rd. So we're uh, we're two Saturdays away from this. Seven o'clock at Interest Bank Arena. We've got some tickets for you, Jad. Our Resident hockey, you know, aficionado, connoisseur, will give those away. Let's do, Jad, the second caller. If you want to go see some NHL preseason action at Interest Bank Arena, the Arizona Coyotes, the St. Louis Blues, 7 o'clock on Saturday, September 23rd, call the IHOP hotline at 869-1240 right now to get your opportunity to win those tickets. Uh, I saw Tommy... We're all enamored, right, with Coach Prime. I saw something yesterday. This was from one of the guys over at... Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put 
put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. QL, which of course is our you know, Odyssey you know, betting partner and everything. There is more money going to that ne- Nebraska-Colorado game than some NFL games, which I think is unusual. Yeah. And, of course, everybody's betting Colorado, which I thought about it, too. I'm like, Colorado minus three. Did anybody watch week one? Like, how is Nebraska? And I'm like, no, I got to stop myself here. Like, when it's too good to be true, it's usually too good to be true. But, man, it feels like Colorado's going to beat Nebraska by 40. I think that Colorado is going to win. That being said, though, I think there's a decently good value on Nebraska. I'm not going to take him. Uh, at least right now, maybe when I get a little bit closer, but I mean, come on, like if the entire world is going on Colorado, doesn't that give you an opportunity to get some good value on Nebraska? Maybe like sprinkling a little bit on there. No, no. Like how could you even like, I'd I'd make that bet and have to go take a shower. Like how could you bet (laughs) Nebraska right now? Like, we all saw it. I, I told you. Like, I mean, we're talking no about the new look Nebraska with Matt Rule, right? Like, yeah. What did th- they lose? Thirteen to ten last well, week. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, it's. Uh, uh, I mean, you're getting like you're getting plus money on the money line for them. I mean, I'm not saying that like you bet your house on it, but why not sprinkle a couple of bucks on that I money line? I think I'd rather Just... lose money than win money with Nebraska. Really? Like, yeah. In that scenario, because like, there's all one. You have to watch that game and root against Prime and Colorado, which nobody wants to do that in the first home game. Two, that means you have to root for Nebraska. And three, it means you've got to, like, hope for this ugly, awful— Like, do you think Nebraska's coming in and scoring 40? No. absolutely not. That means if they win that game and you win money, it's got to be like 17 to 13. Like, bleh, nobody wants that. No. I, can't, I I think I'd rather lose money than win money with Nebraska this week. I think. Because, the, like, the way Nebraska would have to go about it. Yes. And I don't want to bet against Prime in Colorado right now. It's the best story we got going. Like, I don't, I don't want to deflate that balloon. So what do you think? You think Colorado is going to win by three touchdowns? Is that kind of what you're no. you're looking at? No, I don't think Colorado is going to win by three touchdowns. But I think they can win by three points. I, I immediately when I was watching that game uh, Saturday, I'm sitting there and I'm like, man, I don't know if they're going to win. I don't know if they're going to beat TCU. They're clearly going to cover all this stuff. I'm like, I wonder what that line is on Nebraska next week because that feels like if Colorado like. And I think at the time, Nebraska was still even favored, at the, like in the immediate. And I'm like, oh, and I and I for, kind of forgot about it. And of course, now I've I've seen all the money going to Colorado, and I'm just like, man, I don't know if I'm gonna get in on it because I really like K State this week, and I'm trying to like really isolate and like make plays like that I really think are good. And I love K State this week, and I'm like, ah, do I? I kind of love Colorado, but so does everyone else, and I. 
I mean, I might do it just for the hype, just for, like, the hype fun about it, but it's interesting to see, like, everybody is in on Prime, and I love it. I can't believe I'm going to put this into the universe, but can you imagine if Colorado loses this game? And I'm not, I don't think they will, but if they lose this game, like, well, that's got to be... Could. That's got to be the biggest letdown in college football history after, like, everything that happened last week. And yeah, then all I think of a sudden, like, the very the first home game in Boulder. Is, like, oh, my like, God. I, it, it wouldn't be, look, the line's three points. Colorado's expected to win three games this year. I, I do want to pump the brakes a little bit. But as far as just, like, ah, oh, man. Yeah. Like, I, yes, I agree with you on that. I don't think it's this massive upset if Nebraska wins. I just, yes, I agree that... It would just kind of suck for all of us emotionally to be like, man, come on now. But I don't think they're going to. Uh, we'll find out if I take the sucker bet, what appears to be a sucker bet. I don't know if it is or not. I, don't, I just don't think anybody knows anything about Colorado right now. Like, for real, Colorado. We'll see. Or Nebraska, quite frankly. 869-1240, we'll come back. We'll look ahead. AFC, take your way through it. Get you through the postseason. We'll give you a Super Bowl prediction as we get into hour number two of Sports Daily. Mornings with Bob and Tom on 97.5. And- we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 